0: Welcome to the Jeremiah Patterson Show and thank you for joining me this evening. Tonight we are presenting you a special on a story in America that changed, frankly, the world. A story that changed how we view ourselves internally and it also changed how we view the rest of the world and also our neighbors, quite frankly. This is a story that involves hate, bigotry, and a change in American policy that, frankly, had our you know, our our neighbors, our allies looking at us with just disdain and astonishment. This is the story of Guantanamo Bay.
1: It's 8.52 here in New York. I'm Bryant Gumble. We understand that there has been a plane crash on the uh, southern tip of Manhattan. You're looking at the uh, World Trade Center. We understand that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. We don't know anything more than the that. The morning
0: of that. September 11th started off pretty normal. Blue skies, a sunny sun, in New York. Everyone was walking to work. They were going about their way and starting their day. But when the news broke that a plane had hit the World Trade Center and had hit a tower, people were rightfully astonished. Many thought it was an accident. But then another one hit. An impact. So you have no idea, right now?
2: Right oh, there's now. another one. Another plane just hit. <gasps> right? Oh, oh my God! Oh. Another plane has just hit. It oh, hit another building. Oh. Flew right into the middle of it. <gasps> Explosion. Oh my God! It's right in the middle of the building.
1: This one into the east tower.
2: Yes. Yes. Right in the middle of the building. It, and right now, that yes, that was definitely looked like it was on purpose.
1: You saw a yes, plane. Yes, I just
2: saw a plane go into the building.
1: Why do you say that was definitely on
2: purpose? Because it just it just flew straight into it.
0: That was reporting from CBS News at the time. And it was very clear that at that moment in the United States, at that moment in America, the era of nostalgia and beauty and America is great and we love living in this country and all is booming with seafoods and music, that era of nostalgia and the beautiful 90s ended. America had changed. War at home, war abroad. Is either one under control? The latest on the investigation, Congress passes a sweeping new anti-terrorism bill as the international hunt continues for the terrorists behind the September 11th attacks. A few days after the September 11th terrorist attacks happened in the U.S., President George W. Bush launched what he called the War on Terror, and this would be a campaign that stopped short at nothing to get that job done. By October, we had invaded Afghanistan and started offering high-level cash prizes for the capturing of terrorists. And a lot of people took the bait. Hundreds were captured and then sent back to black sites and different prisons around the world to be tortured and questioned. But we needed a more long-term strategy, a facility where we could collectively hold all of these people a very large prison. And that's when we discovered Guantanamo Bay, an old Navy base in Cuba. And by January of 2002, we started transporting prisoners to that region. These were largely captured men offered to the U.S. in exchange for those cash rewards. Rewards like $5,000 or it'll feed the family, it'll feed your family for the rest of your life. And many of them were actually innocent. But even though this prison was operated by the United States, it doesn't mean American law or international law for that matter applied in this case. Or at least they thought so. So they basically were free to do whatever they wanted with these prisoners. And it just kept growing and growing. By 2003, Guantanamo Bay had 700 detainees and there is free reign here. The goal is to stop another 9-11. And in order to do that, you have to get the terrorist. And when you get them, you have to get out any information necessary. Because... All in the name of terrorism. And that's when the United States turned the dime 360%. 360 degrees. You know, that big 90s era of nostalgia completely changed us. As the world watched reports of extreme torture and intense abuse at this prison, Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. A lot of world leaders decried what happened and protests began ensuing in the streets in many American cities. We got these intense images and reports of inhumane conditions at Guantanamo Bay Prison. And it's essentially met with these are very dangerous people. Therefore, they should be equally met with terrible tendencies because there is no other way to get through to them. They deserve this. And that sentiment was widely accepted across the Defense Department and other parts that sought to continue to have this prison open. This is from a declassified report from the Senate Intelligence Committee on the conditions of one prisoner. Quote, According to CIA records, Abu Jafar al araki was subjected to nudity, dietary manipulation, insults, slaps, Abdominal slops, stress positions, and water dousing with 44 degree Fahrenheit water for 18 minutes. He was shackled in the standing position for 54 hours as part of sleep deprivation and experienced swelling in his lower legs, requiring blood thinner and spiral abs- bandages. He was moved to a sitting position and his sleep deprivation was extended to 78 hours. After the swelling subsided, he was provided with some blood thinner and was returned to standing position, end quote. Another detainee that was finally released under the Biden administration was slammed against a concrete wall, stuffed into a coffin while naked and shackled for 11 days, waterboarded and had the spasms of the torso. That is not even just the worst of it though. Another detainee described being chained to the ceiling to the point where, you know, he began hallucinating, chained to the ceiling. But with more and more of this becoming public knowledge, the public's outrage grew, and the calls to close Guantanamo Bay reached the White House. But the president was sabotaged by his own vice president. During his
2: final years in office, President Bush said repeatedly he wanted to close the prison at Guantanamo, where suspected terrorists were being held indefinitely without trial. Turns out, it was his own vice president who stood in the way. The vice president uh, was, was among those who, uh, who were generally determined to stick to the status quo.
0: That was reporting from CBS News. Ultimately, George Bush did not close Guantanamo Bay in his administration, and it became clear that it would be a long time before anyone else could. But in 2008, there was a candidate promising hope and change that was rising pretty fast in the Democratic Party, and his name was Barack Obama a young black senator from Chicago, Illinois, and a former lawyer. He had a pretty powerful message, and it was hope, change, transparency, and resiliency that really began to resonate with Americans all over. That, yes, we are ready for something new and different. And one of the things he staunchly championed on the campaign trail was closing Guantanamo Bay. If President George Bush can't do it, then I will.
1: Our legitimacy is reduced when we've got a Guantanamo that is open when we suspend habeas corpus. As president, I will close Guantanamo, reject the Military Commissions Act, and adhere to the Geneva Conventions. We're going to lead by shutting down Guantanamo and restoring habeas corpus. We have to stand for human rights. It is harder for us to do it when we have situations like Guantanamo. I have said repeatedly that I intend to close Guantanamo, and I will follow through on that. This first executive order that we are signing promptly to close the detention facility at Guantanamo consistent with the national security and foreign policy interests of the United States and the interests of justice I hereby order. We will close the Guantanamo Bay detention camp and determine how to deal with those who have been held there.
2: Will you get that done in the first hundred days?
1: It is It is more difficult than I think a lot of people under, uh, realize and uh, we are going to get it done.
0: So you could tell that this was a very important matter for him. He was very passionate and vocal about this, closing down Guantanamo Bay, reestablishing the United States as a noble country on human rights, and also respecting international order with the Geneva Convention rules. But it would prove to be a fight that lasted for years and did not even succeed under his initial goals. As outrage grew and lies spread from the government, Americans had frankly lost trust in the system at the top. We invaded Iraq because there was supposed evidence that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, and then, oh wait, oops, troops on the ground, there are no weapons there. Our mission in Iraq then turns to reconstructing it, essentially Operation Iraqi Freedom. After tearing down their dictatorship, we call for installing a democracy there and restructuring their government, pushing out their military and firing all officials. Let's get our people in there, make this work. That plan crumbled as fast as it was put together, with heavy resistance and resurgence from fighters building along with al-Qaeda that just didn't work out. So at this point, you have a lot of citizens questioning government. Yes, we were attacked on 9-11, but why are we invading countries that actually had nothing to do with it? And why are we being lied to by our government? I mean, just take a moment... Uh, To look at the example when the Bush administration could not convince the American people on their own that we must go invade Iraq because it's all part of the war on terror, when they couldn't persuade the American people, they turned to Colin Powell, the first black secretary of state who had the full trust of America. He had very strong credibility with the American people. And they get him to go to the United Nations and give a big speech on weapons of mass destruction in Iraq to somehow make this seem like a real threat. And that did not work. Powell lying about that frankly false assertion was a major turning point in how people's trust in the government eroded and how civic discourse became more toxic, extreme, and violent. It marked a new era in the American political stratosphere. So when this new candidate emerges onto the scene promising change and ending harrowing acts such as torture, many saw that and they voted for it. And on election night in 2008, he won, making history becoming the first black person ever elected to the presidency in the United States. It was a monumental moment, absolutely historic. And on January 20th, 2009, he was sworn in as president of the United States. Barack Obama had won the election. He had become the president. Two days later, after he got into office, he signed an executive order to close Guantanamo Bay, surrounded by top Democrats and Vice President Joe Biden as the press snapped photos and it made the news.
1: This first executive order that we are signing uh, by the authority vested in me as president president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America in order to affect the appropriate disposition of individuals currently detained by the Department of Defense at Guantanamo.
0: President Obama had just done something major, absolutely historic. And one of the things that he was not aware of at the moment, at that time, was that this bill, this executive order, was going to receive major hardcore pushback from Republicans and even members of his own party.
2: Part of what we don't want is to be put in prisons in the United States. We don't want them around the United States.
1: The American people want to keep the terrorists at Guantanamo out of their neighborhoods, out of their neighborhoods, and off the battlefield. Mitch McConnell went down to the floor of Congress every single day and just ranted about it. To keep this secure facility open.
2: And what he was trying to do was just make it politically untenable for Obama to do this. This is insane in my opinion. These people, many of them are terrorists. We've had some of them that were released and went back to their home countries and became terrorists again.
0: There were enormous, not just legal issues involved, but really political issues. The ayes and nays are ordered. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Akaka.
1: Congress voted to keep Guantanamo open. By an overwhelming vote, the Senate today rejected the president's report. The 90 to 6 vote was a big bipartisan vote.
0: All had felt politically this was a very hotly contested issue. It was not just, oh, this is Republicans being anti Obama. This was a bipartisan, hotly contested issue. A debate that would continue, especially with Obama's persistence on the matter. This was him at a State of the Union address not too long after that. With the Afghan
1: war ending, this needs to be the year Congress lifts the remaining restrictions on detainee transfers and we close the prison at Guantanamo Bay. Because we counter terrorism, not just through intelligence and military actions, but by remaining true to our constitutional ideals and setting an
0: example for the rest of the world. Ultimately, Obama did not close Guantanamo Bay. And when he left office in 2017, 41 detainees were left at the facility. So of course there was progress from the Bush administration, but there were still heavily a lot of people still there. And Trump, Donald Trump, the Republican presidential nominee, campaigned heavily on keeping the prison open. And when he became president, he kept those promises very much alive.
2: This morning I watched President Obama talking about Gitmo, right, Guantanamo Bay, which by the way, which by the way, we are keeping open, which we are keeping open. And
0: we're going to load it up with some bad dudes, believe me, we're going to load it up. That was Trump on the campaign trail in 2016, so that's candidate Trump. This is President Trump on Guantanamo Bay, completely reversing everything Obama stood for and so passionately tried to get through during his eight years in office.
2: Terrorists who do things like place bombs in civilian hospitals are evil. When possible, we have no choice but to annihilate them. When necessary, we must be able to detain and question them. But we must be clear, terrorists are not merely criminals. They are unlawful enemy combatants. And when captured overseas, they should be treated like the terrorists, they are. In the past, we have foolishly released hundreds and hundreds of dangerous territories, only to meet them again on the battlefield, including the ISIS leader, al-Baghdadi, who we captured, who we had, who we released. So today, I'm keeping another promise. I just signed, prior to walking in, an order directing Secretary Mattis, who is doing a great job. Thank you. To reexamine our military detention policy and to keep open the detention facilities in Guantanamo Bay.
0: So the prison would stay open. That was the final decision under the Trump administration. And when that administration ended in January of 2021, Joe Biden became president of the United States. And he did have commitment to this because under the Obama administration, he was Barack Obama's vice president. And at the end of the four tumultuous years of the Trump administration, only one detainee was transferred out of Guantanamo Bay. So far under the Biden administration, about four detainees have been transferred out. But closing Guantanamo Bay still remains very, very key heavily, a commitment that the Biden administration wants to do. This was reporting from just two years ago on their plans to close it this year.
2: New this morning, NBC News has learned President Biden has quietly started making moves to close the U.S. detention facility at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba ahead of marking 20 years since the 9-11 attacks. Courtney Kuby broke the story. Courtney, what can you tell us? Hey, Steph. Uh, well, with our colleague, Carol Lee, you know, what, what we've been told is that President
1: Biden, look, it's it's no surprise. As candidate Biden, he, is, he said that he wanted to close the detention facility at Guantanamo Bay, but we haven't heard a whole lot about it since then. And what Carol and I found from reporting uh, over several weeks now is that the Biden administration is still working, actively working, to try to close the, the facility, but they're try, trying to do it very quietly under the radar. They're not really working with Congress yet. Their plan right now is to try to uh, make as many of the detainees eligible for transfer to other countries as possible, quietly move some of them out, and then begin working with Congress.
0: In order for Guantanamo Bay to close completely, um, the lost detainees need to be transferred and the military court needs to adjudicate those 10 cases that are stuck in the system, including five alleged 9-11 plotters. So we're talking about the 9-11 trials for the terrorists who committed those atrocities. Now, it is 22 years that Guantanamo Bay has been open. This is reporting from The Nation. This was their headline. Guantanamo is 22 years old. It's time to retire. Quote, this week marked the 22nd anniversary of the opening of the Guantanamo Bay detention facility, the infamous prison on the island of Cuba designed to hold detainees from this country's global war on terror. It's an anniversary that likely is to go unnoticed, since these days you rarely hear about the war on terror, and for good reason. After all, the response to Al-Qaeda's 9-11 attacks as defined over the course of the three presidential administrations has officially ended in a cascade of silence. Yes, international terrorism and the threat of such groups persist, but the narrative of American policy as a response to 9-11 seems to have faded away. Two and a half years ago, the Biden administration's chaotic withdrawal from the 20-year-long Afghan war proved to be a last gap following the next summer by the killing of a terrorist, the successor of al-Qaeda's leader after Osama bin Laden was killed in an airstrike in 2011. It goes on to write here, quote, But Guantanamo, a prison that, from its founding, has violated U.S. codes of due process, fair treatment, and the promise of justice writ large, isn't the only unnerving legacy of the war on terror. Defying long-standing American laws and norms, it was just one of the steps beyond those norms that still persist today. The article ends with this, quote, Despite candidate Biden's assertions that, unlike Donald Trump, he would support the closure of Guantanamo, his appointment of a special representative to oversee the transfer of its prisoners to federal prisons and actual transfer of 10 detainees, uh, substantial efforts to finally shut down the prison have been noticeably absent. Once a facility that held 780 men captured in the war on terror, it now holds 30 individuals, 16 of whom had been cleared for transfer elsewhere. Pending appropriate security arrangements, another 10 are scheduled for trial by military commissions, but their trials are not expected to begin anytime soon. Whether it's an endlessly expansive authorization for eternally conducting war around the world, the redefinition of surveillance powers to include Americans under the guise of a foreign threat, or the seemingly lackadaisical acceptance of Guantanamo as an institution, there is certainly one lasting lesson from the War on Terror. Once powers previously outlawed, or at least restrained in the name of fair and just and responsible laws, and norms become codified and implemented, the road back to normalcy is essentially, frankly, impossible. Perhaps the best we can hope for is that wiser heads will prevail in the days to come. It is, however, a terrifying, fragile approach given the outlook for the 2024 election. End quote. Once again, that was a column piece, a reporting from The Nation, and under Guantanamo Bay, you know, this American story of just, you know, and in- just incredible change in tone right after 9/11. When President Obama was elected in 2008, and, you know, obviously in prison, you know, you can actually see news and stuff. There are TVs as well. But when that news got to the prisoners in Guantanamo Bay, they were actually celebrating and, you know, yelling and screaming and dancing and singing. The lawyers as well were also saying, hey, hey, yes, this is finally over. Ultimately, Guantanamo Bay did not shut down under the Bush administration, did not shut down under the Obama administration, despite his persistent efforts and his aggressive approach. It did not even shut down under the Trump administration, where he sought to keep the prison open and, you know, loaded up with more bad guys. But with the Biden administration just months away from the 2024 presidential election, is this something that they are going to continue to push on? Is this something that we're actually going to see get done? The closing of Guantanamo Bay, a dark chapter in American history from 9-11 to war on terror and torture. This was a TJPS special report from the Jeremiah Patterson show, The Fight to Close Guantanamo Bay. This episode of The Jeremiah Patterson Show was put together over the course of about three weeks with the help of various news sources including NBC News, CBS of course, and other major news sites that helped with the conglomeration of this news report. Including reporting from Frontline, a PBS documentary special, and also a vast search of the archives, and many, many looks through the web for articles on Guantanamo Bay. There is a big article on the big true story on Guantanamo Bay in terms of how Obama tried to close it, and it wasn't just Congress. It was also the powers that be in the Defense Department as well on, yes, we actually want to close Guantanamo Bay, but then actually not following through with it and giving Obama a good pushback. That article will be in the description of this episode as well as our sources. Thank you so very much for listening to this episode of The Jeremiah Patterson Show. I appreciate your support. As always, take care.